that uh, he got to either be on time or he got to rip a professional. <laughs> boy, I know you ain't talking. Boy, are oh, you on this shit today? <laughs> Y'all okay. do it. Let me Y'all find know. out. <laughs> Yeah, we got to be on time. I'm doing my best. I am doing. All right. New data, the new data that's out that, that that I'll receive that has this podcast as the uh, number three in Texas. What? Yes, yes. Wow. Say it ain't so, honey. It is listening yeah. to on part of Spotify, our iTunes Radio, and all those other places that we can't see the counts on them, but in within thirty days, we're averaging at actually. We're averaging, ready for this, 72,000 people. That's wow. Yeah. Did you say 72,000? Yeah. 72,000. Let me first tell you, they didn't expect for a little podcast out of Beaumont, Texas to be doing those types of numbers. That's right. I, I was a surprise. I was shocked, you know. Oh, my God. We've got some traction. We've got traction. Yeah, and so right, it, is right. it something that, like I always say, it's a God thing. It happened a year and three months ago when yeah. the pandemic started, and this is how it started. But we're going to keep going because we've got uh, things to talk about tonight, and tonight we're going to be talking about the Beaumont Police Department. Um, we've got issues there. We've got, uh, we, we know, we, we, we're all about facts here on right. Not As Pop. If we don't know, we're not going to talk about it. But what we do know that we've got some issues. We've got some police uh, issues that uh, we've got a few black young gentlemen has been assaulted um, in custody of the police department. So we want to get to the bottom of this and make them accountable. So I reached out to the, the to the families of the, of the victims and um, uh, because of legal issues going on with the attorneys, uh, they uh, decline uh, I guess I did not hear back from them but we're gonna still we are still going to talk about it because we still we still have got a problem and we want to affront them about it and make the public know that we've got a problem with the Beaumont Police Department and we want to get it straight and we want to get online all right so I will be back right after I right after I'll promo to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redford, and my co-host, Madonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Hey, now we will talk about the Beaumont Police Department. 
uh, the problem that we have in the, in the city. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, so, but also, I like to also. Uh, I put myself on. Yeah, we are, yes. I like to also let the audience know on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the Beaumont Police Department as well. Uh, we're going to be just discussing the brown water problems to, uh, and the DD6 uh, sewage and drainage problem here we have here in Beaumont. Uh, and with our guest going to be James Ella Jr. and uh, Trisha, Trisha Primo going to be our guest. And man, I tell you, it's going to be exciting to, to hear what they got to say about uh, uh, why we have the brown water, what's causing it, what's the problem come from, who didn't maintain it. So uh, let's get started. I got Perry Busby again with us as a, a, a member of the round table crew that comes with us. That's with us on every third, first Thursday of each month. And Francis Larkins and Donna Sherwood, my co-host. Hello. Oh, hey. hey, so look, hello, let's, hello. Let's, let's, let's get started because we started this on Tuesday, but we didn't get into this part. So it's more like a three-part series because again, Tuesday night, we're going to be talking about the brown water issue. So tonight, we're going to be discussing the uh, problems we'll be having with uh, uh, the, the, the two gentlemen that was injured in the custody of uh, of the uh, police department. Uh, so, let's, and, uh, so let's get let's get, get it rolling. Let's start with um, the gentleman that I'm not aware of with. I didn't know it was two. What happened with the other guy? Can y'all give me a little update? Well, back in October, uh, he was injured as well uh, with on the, the uh, Vermont Police Department as well. And that's another family that I tried to reach out to uh, to to find out all the details about it. So give me a few minutes to me pull my notes and I'll get back with you on that. So let's go to my, uh, uh, Mr. Shaw. Okay, let's well, I okay. was supposed to meet with him today directly himself. And I got busy and had a few things going on and I missed that appointment. But here's what I do know. The family does have an attorney. Um, I want to say from South Carolina and they're coming here to gather information in hopes of gaining some transparency as to what happened um, via video camera footage from the body cam and or the car cam. Um, of course, Jefferson County has been transparent with what they have. Um, but after talking to some of his family members, what's a little bit concerning is that uh, only after he was it called in as a missing person, did they find him and was able to locate him and tell him, tell his family that he was in surgery. So basically for three days the family running around calling all over town looking for him calling the jail without there being any record of him being in jail and calling the hospitals without there being any record of him being in hospitals and then when he when they go to file a missing persons report three days later this is when the information comes out that oh he's in surgery and he obviously has had several surgeries over the three days, um, which is really disconcerting. Like, who picks up somebody and takes them into custody, and then there's no record of them being in custody? It's kind of reminiscent of a Sandra Bland incident where 
you know, um, you go to jail and like nobody knows what's going on while you're in jail or while you're en route to jail or the body cameras get lost. Or I mean, we want to know uh, as far as an accountability standpoint, where is the video footage? You know, I also submitted a request to our city council as a concerned citizen um, that we would like to make an open records request to uh, allow the public, uh, you know, amongst other people to view this video footage because in all fairness, they're kind of dragging their feet. I mean, it's been like a week. We want to know what's going on like now, like yesterday, what happened. Now, before, we, before there's a rush to judgment because mm -hmm. we know what that looks like. We don't want to be accused of that or mm -hmm. assumed to be rushing to judgment. But I mean, we're going coming up on two weeks now that we have no information from BPD. Like, we want to know too. Now, my understanding is that the young man was, uh, he was physically uh, and all his limbs was working and everything about him when he was arrested. So, how you know, in actuality, what they were saying was he had a PI, which is public intoxication. So clearly he was moving around or clowning or mad or doing something. So his arms and his legs had to be moving at this time in order for what they're accusing him of having done Mm -hmm. to be possible because if mm -hmm. his arms and his legs wouldn't work and then he wouldn't have been able to be yeah. resisting arrest or fighting with officers right so that mm -hmm. uh, that would yeah. lead you to assume he had mobility of his limbs at that mm -hmm. particular time uh, LaDonna and Tony uh, if we can rewind this back just a little bit because we have some people who are just jumping into this and don't know the full story so can we can 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 somebody bring us up to what has happened? Because okay, uh, so here's the issue: a classmate and friend of mine had been in the neighborhood having some drinks, um, walking the streets. Okay, you know maybe staggering or leaning or whatever. I don't know what he was doing at the time, but he had. What been part drinking. of Beaumont? What part of Beaumont? Um, near Euclid. Power Orchard. Power Orchard, okay. In the, Power Orchard. Power Orchard. In the hood, neighborhood. Okay. Um, I'm assuming the police were called out. Not driving the vehicle, not necessarily being, I guess maybe not a harm or threat to anybody, maybe to himself, which is usually what people are arrested. Public intoxication just means to protect them from being a harm or threat to themselves or others, right? Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what is the purpose of this. So in the um, attempt to arrest him, I think the suggestion is that he was resisting in some sort of fashion. I don't know. But anyway, they procured him, got him handcuffs, got him into a vehicle and brought him to Jefferson County Jail. Okay. What time of night? What time of night? I don't know. I don't have the facts on the exact time. Okay. Um, I don't know. Because, I, I, like I said, I missed the meeting yeah. today that I was supposed to have with him. I don't know yeah. what time. Okay. But nighttime. So, right. you see, so, in the story here that I'm following, and I want to follow you closely here, he was picked up uh, and handcuffed and arrested. Okay. Public intoxication. Public intoxication. He goes to the county jail, correct? Correct. 
And for three days, the family did not know where he was. Could not find him. And okay, I'm 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 coming with you now. Yeah. And so they report oh. for they this so they they reported this man missing, right? Right. After three days of not being able to find him, but he had been arrested. So the story from the hood was that he was arrested. Right. Just no record when they called the jail. Like, okay, do you have Christopher Shaw in jail? Like, oh no, we don't know what you're talking about. Okay, whatever. Right. You know, no right. record of it. Right. Day number two, they're calling hospitals and jails. Oh no, we don't have no record of it. We don't. He's not here. But he's in police they, custody. Well, yeah. And well, he, not really, because he's at the hospital. Okay, on, right, but he's still in custody. Right, he's, he's still in custody. He's still in custody. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So day three, his sister goes to say, uh, "We look. We can't find him. Nobody can find him. We don't know where he is. Not in the hospital. Not in jail. What's going on? But we know he was supposed to be arrested. Oh. So we go in to file a missing report, missing persons report after." 72 hours, mm -hmm. he's gone. We don't know. They don't have no record. The hospitals don't have no record. Oh, well, when they finally do call the police department to do a missing persons request, a report, whatever. Oh, he's in the hospital getting surgery. I don't know what officer this was or what dispatch unit or what person report uh, responded to this call. But magically, we know where he is mm -hmm. after three days of being called. So, I would say that in that time period, he's with the police department. He's in custody with the police department. Mm -hmm. And no report on this gentleman. When they call to, to, to file a missing person, report and at all this time he was in the police custody correct well see my question is i also gathered some information that he was complaining before he got into jail that he was hurt mm -hmm. like he was hurt like mm -hmm. I, what i can understand and they were like oh no nothing's wrong with you mm -hmm. and then one group you know, I don't. I mean, one group, one group of officers was like, "Oh no, this person needs police help." I mean, uh, hospital care. One group said, "No, he doesn't need hospital care." Okay. So anyway, he went to the hospital, and from there, it's been so, a downhill spiral. So, so, what is his his injury? His what is the surgery was for? His neck is broken and he has several spinal cord injuries. Wow. So for their, I mean, unless there's a staircase somewhere that he fell down that we don't know about. But he's in police custody all this time. He, he got in a police car and he was physically impaired. So sound like to me, there's a cover up going on here. Um, again, I emailed my city council officials who actually, I guess, oversee the police department, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the city council does that, am I correct? Mm -hmm. 
Right. No matter right. the city manager does. Okay. Okay, but our requests have to be made to our council, correct? And the city police union representative. Okay, did you do that? Did you make a report to them? I have not made a report. Okay. Of we will get on that tomorrow then. <laughs> I haven't asked for a report and or a statement just yet because I wanted, I definitely wanted um, the, you know, I knew you had said about the interview uh with the with the gentleman but i definitely wanted uh everybody to have the facts um, and i missed that and i hate that i missed that i hate well give us your 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 update on it uh uh chris because or by the way folks chris Jones is with us he's with the round table crew and uh, uh he has joined us and uh chris tell us what's your latest uh update on this incident um well, it's, it, I'm, I'm pretty much in uh, in the unknown as well with this particular uh, gentleman, um, but I am aware that this isn't, you know, a, a centralized or a localized incident. This is a widespread incident uh, that has happened uh, to many residents of Beaumont, uh, especially uh, residents that are black and brown. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I consider this to be a growing cancer. To me, this is something uh, bigger than getting individuals registered to vote. Um, because if you are a convicted felon, you have to wait before you can vote. And there are a lot of individuals who are being arrested and in police custody uh, beaten and having to go to the infirmary. Uh, of course, we could assume that if we're brought in in cuffs, we're not going to get the best medical care. Um, if we're brought in with officers, we're not going to get the best medical care. If we're brought in by county, we're not going to get the best medical care um, because, you know, some individuals of the medical profession, whether they say it or not, and, it, and we know it may be against HIPAA, but at the same time, people are, you know, a little bit less concerned for somebody that shows up to, you know, the emergency room and or a doctor's office in cuffs. Uh, you're not going to get the same treatment. Um, even if you do have insurance, you're still not going to get the same treatment you would if you were a free individual um, and not in police custody. So this is, again, a, a growing cancer that we have within the city of Beaumont that needs attention immediately, that needs addressing immediately, that needs resolve immediately. Because mm -hmm. there is also a family who the police was called to do a peaceful medium. Yeah, tell us about that. I like that. This family, uh, the mother of this family called the police. One officer showed up, had a peaceful, was, was having a peaceful transition. Another officer showed up on the scene, walked past the homeowner, who is the mother that called the, the for the a peaceful transition. 
and the officer, the, the initial officer that was on the scene, walk right past them and go to the other person and altercated a situation that was diffused, that was, you know, calmed. After, uh, I guess, inciting with the young man, mind you, this is an 18 year old resident of Beaumont, um, incited, you know, escalated the situation with the individual and also assaulted the individual, the young man, and then beat his ass in his house in front of his mother and his little brother, 11 year old little brother. Took him to jail. Not one time did Beaumont Police Department read this young man Miranda rights. Set in jail for three days on three-day accusations for two assault charges on peace officers. I'm going to tell y'all, assault charges on a peace officer is a felony. Mm -hmm. So that young man, if convicted, cannot vote for nobody until he is, his, his sentence is served. Come on, yo. And y'all see they throwing 75 years at African-Americans and four years at others. Come on, yo. Yeah, they gave... Uh, we can I... pack these judge seats all we want. We can pack the polls all we want. But if we have no population and we are the populace, if we have no population, we already got 6% of the vote coming out, y'all. Yeah. This is a multi-pronged attack. And we've got to understand that, yes, voting is a part of it, but there are some other evil intentions that are being taken place, and it's right up under our nose. This is one. And I came on this show specifically because despite what folk may think of me and despite what my resume may say, I've been in those shoes. In Harris County and in Jefferson County. I have fought for my life in Jefferson County. At the same time, I was working at NASA. So don't tell me about, oh, you, I've made it. I know what it feels like to be a nigga in Jefferson County. Uh-oh. Well, uh, let, me, let me get the audience that just jumping in and want to know what we're talking about. We talked about several uh, uh, issues with the Baltimore Police Department. We're not accusing anyone, but we are exercise our right to talk about what's going on in our community, in our city, and we must make them accountable. Uh, so this, this incident, uh, the gentleman, um, uh, what is his name, uh, LaDonna? Christopher Shaw. Christopher Shaw, it happened two weeks ago. So this is recent, this is a recent incident. Uh, there's another incident with uh, Gerard uh, Charles that was found dead in the custody of the, uh, the police department. Um, he's a family of the uh, Winnertons, 
Uh, I can't go too much farther into this one because it's... it's and not only that, but this is just one of multiple incidents. Right. I can go down a laundry list of incidences where families have called me and said, my loved one is mental and we're calling to get help and they didn't beat him up and blacked his eye and bruised his head and he's slow. Or they didn't came in the house, we sitting on the porch, they bypass us, go straight into the house and start yanking people and doing stuff and didn't get no facts, don't have no information. That's not, the issue is my biggest issue with this newest incident is, like you say, being in custody and being one way and being another way within 24 hours of having been arrested. When oftentimes what happens with black and brown people is there's no value placed on them. They're not important. They're not valuable. So how we treat them or how we slam choke them or how the way we handle them. Oh, well whatever but they that's not being done oftentimes to other groups they're handled with care like trump say you put the hand over the head you make sure they don't bump the head getting in and out of the car you make sure that they're getting their uh, uh vegan meals i mean what do you call organic food choices and all of these different things when other groups are just kind of treated like the bottom of the barrel or the scum of the earth and that's just unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we just first have questions about the ultimate dignity of having a person in custody for three days, having done them something and not notifying any of their family. They undergo several searches alone. Who's making the choices for their care while they're in your custody for these three days and they need this surgery and nobody knows where they are. Who was to say, leave them on the ventilator, take them off the ventilator, give them this. They're allergic to this. They can have this, but they can't have that. Nobody was aware to make those decisions. And when they find him, he's in surgery. How do you know what his how do you know what his history, familiar background is? How do you know if they have diabetes, high blood pressure? Maybe they maybe they can't handle certain this or that or the other. Who's making the choice for that person's care? At which point they've been with you for three days. And that is an issue for me. Not just the issue of having done him something, but he was he needed medical care. And if nobody in his family, his mother, his father, his sister, his brother, anybody was notified, who made the call on his care? What if they did something wrong and they killed him before his family found out he was in surgery? Here's the good part about it. He can talk. He can talk. Yeah. I hate, right. Let me tell you how right. it hurts my heart that I missed my appointment today. He, They called me and they said, LaDonna, you can meet him from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. today. Unfortunately, I've been running around and when I looked up, it was 3.50. When I looked up with my family, it was 3.50 and it was no way for me to get to from where I was to be able to meet with him. He called for me, he wanna to talk to me and I wanna to talk to him too, because I need to know. I, I need to know directly from him as an advocate for my friends, mm -hmm. okay, what is the nature of what happened to you? And mm -hmm. who was there with you? Was anybody at the hospital with you? Did they call anybody to come down and make any decisions on your behalf? Yes. Just because you do something wrong don't mean that all your rights are stripped away from you as a human being. You still have the right to make. Somebody's got to be able to, and if you couldn't talk or were you unconscious and 
I mean, you know what I mean? Who was making the care decisions on your behalf? Um, that is really a strong accusation uh, because of this guy was just arrested for uh, uh, public intoxication. It's not that he committed a crime. He was just intoxicated. And but if I'm intoxicated, Tony, let's discuss that. I mean, because yeah. we've all had too many cocktails before. I may not even be able to reason with you. You mm -hmm. just, I'm at the mercy of the court. I'm at the mercy of the police department. And if I'm inebriated and you mad at me or you already don't like me for whatever reason, you're not worried about my care or how I feel. You're like, oh, they drunk. Oh well, and whatever that because I'm because I've had too many drinks doesn't give you the right to take away everything that I am as a human being. So let me well, ask. well, I, I just think that this is a total breakdown of process. First of all, if you've ever been arrested, and I've been arrested before you get downtown, they know who you are. If you've been arrested before. So this is I, I I'm saying we we we're, we're trying to make logic out of some illogical stuff because as Ladonna says, how is it that you take on these life changing decisions, and we know the government does not want to be in that decision. Uh huh. You are in the process of trying to find out the closest of kin. I've had, I've been in jail and had people, and they've told me, "Well, he can't get to the phone. He's still in process." Uh huh. Let me tell so you. So if they know where I'm at, so hold on, this is just bullshit right here. Let me tell you too. Hell, I done been to jail, and before you even get in jail, good, they didn't called all over Beaumont. All your family know where you're at. <laughs> okay. Right. Before you get booked in, they didn't call down to your mama house, and they already know who you are and where you are and what's going on. Okay, or they didn't call somebody in your family to tell them something. Somebody, I mean, you could have. I mean, my biggest question is when the family got information of following a missing person, he person. is in surgery inside of a surgery. Who is at the surgery with you? Yeah, who is at the surgery it's with surgery. you? Not prepping right. for surgery. Not scheduled for surgery. In. Admitted into the hospital. You but he is in surgery. surgery. And here it is, like you said, LaDonna, 72 hours without knowing of the whereabouts of my loved one. And or what are you doing to him in 72 hours? What all did y'all, what all did he go through in the 72 hours? What all did you do in the 72 hours, please? Mm -hmm. Just like that, anything yeah. could have happened right. in that 72 hours. What if he stopped breathing? Uh, uh, what if yeah. he, I mean, I don't understand. I'm very confused. And the fact that yeah. I have reached out to, I don't, let me say this. We have some questions that we want to be answered and we want to be fair. In all fairness, show me what's going on, please. Because we could, we, right. some stuff about to happen. That we don't, I mean, we just need to know what you're talking about. Because 72 hours is a long time for somebody to find out they person right. is inside of surgery and you know nothing about them or, or you, you can't reach nobody. Right. And let me be clear. This is not a race issue. This is a humane issue. 
Yes, yes, yes. Let's verify that too. This this is humane. Yes. This is a human being right. that had right. too many cocktails. Okay. I can't count how many days without being crashed that I've had too many cocktails. I don't want you to stop caring about right. me and who I am as a person because I have too many cocktails. Like, please allow me the dignity of being a human being when I'm inebriated or may maybe not thinking clearly. Please have a little bit of mercy on me. You know, we need to exercise a little more mercy and grace towards people because yeah. we are all human yeah. beings and a lot of these police officers and people that work in a public service roles you are human being too you got family members you know what we're saying some of them get a little bit off track we all understand that but to just take away their future because this boy is paralyzed now in the future going forward so now because i got inebriated i can't walk and for days i've been without care or or in the care of other people who know nothing about me and they're making decisions on the behalf of my future. Well, maybe my family would have wanted to take me to Houston to the doctor. Well, maybe my family might have wanted to get me some specialized care for my injuries at the state-of-the-art facility. They didn't even get that opportunity. Well, have anyone asked for the police uh, uh, video? I did. Okay. There's actually several people within the community who has asked, who have asked for uh, open open records requests on that particular case and many like that case um and just like we know dragon of the feet that happens um with their process I, I mean like some people eventually stop waiting and never get it and you know get caught up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life and it, you know, it just slips their mind. But we want to know what happened. Well, let's, it's, let's, it's personal let, to me. Let, let us do this, and, and for to be all in all fairness, uh, um, I'm gonna try to invite a spokesperson from the Beaumont Police Department to come on. Uh, Chris said that needs to be who? Tell us again, Chris, because we need to reach them. That needs to be Kyle Hayes, the city manager. That mm -hmm. needs to be yeah. Chief Singletary, the appointed chief. Mm -hmm. Well, I reached also, out to him and he never responded, so I don't know about that. Right, I, and but he needs to. The police union. He don't have to. Representative, the yeah. police union representative should also be uh, requested to, you know, yeah. dialogue with the great with the community. All I'm saying is, a lot of these people drink. A lot of these people have too many drinks. I done seen them. And they yes. take their uniform off. They yes. have shots. They have tequilas. They have yes. margaritas. They have whatever they yes. have. And they have it because they're people too. Yes. At the end of the day, you don't yes. want nobody coming telling you. They going to beat you to the point of taking away your ability to walk. Well, you can't put that uniform on. And you can't go pr provide for your family. Guess what's the first thing they going to say? Well, now you paralyzed. You can't take care of your family. You're infant. You're worse than an infidel, right? Now you you know about it. Not an infidel. You can't take care of the kids. And you Not an infidel. You that and the other. But I went in walking. You know, let me tell you some guy. And it's gonna be hell for him to get unemployment or disability. Right. In, in 1973. Uh, um. I was in radio. I was working for KJet radio station. I was probably about 14, 15 years old at the time. 
uh, working full time. And uh, I had a show at night from seven to midnight. And uh, I received a call from um, the Tahiti Club down there on Foside and uh, Nature's. I'll never forget that. I was on the air at the time. And they were telling me that the police department had arrested Bar Brown. I'm not sure some of you guys remember Bar Brown, Bonnie Brown's uh, father. Uh, and and they said when they arrested him, can you get in touch with his wife? Uh, and we arrested them and we put him in jail. And uh, by the time they got to him, he couldn't walk. So I'm bringing this up to say is this is that this has been going on for 50 years or more. And it's time for it to stop. And it's up to us to make them accountable for their actions. So we let's, must let, let's mm -hmm. go beyond accountability, y'all. Because holding a pig in the in the pig sty, waiting for him to be cut up his bacon, that's the that, that's the anticipation and the expectation of that pig. No pun intended, being that we're talking about police. So we need more than just accountability. I, I'm I'm a I'm a veteran. When I when I wrote when I raised my right hand and swore in to the United States military, I was held up under certain consequences and repercussions if I was to go outside of the expectations and or the request of the United States military. I'm I, I you are you are subject to get articles, field grade articles. I mean, money taken out of your check for going against what is written. So with that same expectation and standard that's developed and instituted within our military, why the fuck yeah. don't, don't we hold these same police officers to that same estate? Why the fuck can we not? If I got, there's rules of engagement when it comes to Geneva Code constitutes us. And if we pull our trick, we have to give account for every round we, we shoot. We have to do that as regular citizens. But guess what? If I shoot somebody that I was not authorized to shoot, that is a field grade Article 15, and you can possibly be going before a military tribunal. Not just that, Chris. Let me take you a step further. If my husband called the police and said she slapped me or she hit me or she did me something, anybody, woman or man, you could go to jail. They're going to take you in and say, that's yes, domestic abuse. Because I done slapped a couple people. <laughs> I mean, no we lie. as regular citizens can't put our hands on people. And Absolutely, think, husband or not. And that they you say don't they just get by. So why should anybody be able to do that? And sure, sometimes things happen. People get into altercation. But what I'm saying is to the limit that you are restricting somebody's ability to handle their business in the future, y'all, they should be taught in tactics and ways to de-escalate and defuse and restrain without making you can't walk or can't 
or got to go to the hospital and have six surgeries or whatever. I mean, you should be more trained than me. I might jump on somebody and not know what the tactic points might be, but you exactly. are trying and paid, like you, know, you say. Exactly. I cannot. Back to saying that goes back to what I said about consequences and repercussions toward these officers go, for going against one the 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 writ that they raised their hand to. And that is to protect us. Public intoxication really just means you're a threat to yourself or others. So if you protect how me many how many from me how many public how many public intoxications arrests did they have last month? I don't know. <laughs> but we probably should find out how, how many, many have resulted in a paralyzed person. Huh? Right, 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 right. You got where I'm going. You got they say you can't fix what you don't measure. And you can't measure what you don't count. Now we we we've got to make some structural changes. That is fact. If if, if we don't know how many arrests or how many stops or how many interactions are going on in our community. Then who's at fault for what happens? I didn't have this in my community. First of all, because I didn't have the police roaming up and down my streets. Our community policed itself. But if we're going to have this, then we can't have it and not accept the responsibility that goes with it. The Bible says, and all you're getting, get an understanding. Amen. So if you're going to get this, you best damn understand what comes with it. And, and, and we got to take, again, I, I, I know this, but we got to deal with some internal stuff. When we got tired of dealing with our communities, we gave it over to them. And this is where we are. So let's let let's talk about how we can get it together because they're gonna be who they are. Not right. only that, this is why who you elect matters because accountability. Right. When you wanna when you wanna uh, change the situation and you don't know how and you know that this person controls that person and that person is uh, regulated by this, then who all of these people have to line up with the community that they serve. And the only way mm -hmm. to do that is to exercise your right to vote. Which is why when I call people phone and they say I'm not vote because it don't matter, I'm on that phone going off because it, it matters. matters because it's a it's a it, it's a progression of things. It is a chain of command. It is a way that you handle business, and we can scream from the mountaintops, but if we're not actively involved, i.e., voting, this is why I focus on get out the vote. And when people tell me, "Oh, you bragging, you this, you that," no, I'm just trying to be engaged with the people so that they can feel like their voice is being heard or they can feel like they're being represented. So when you call the police chief, if the police chief look like you or the police chief know that you coming or the people that you elect is coming after mm -hmm. him because you going to get on their phone and they going to get on his phone, guess what? Then you understand the magnitude of having a people that will come for mm -hmm. you. And when we come for you, we're not coming unorganized. We're not coming unhinged. We're not coming without having our facts and our business in order. We're going to come to you in a way that has been meticulously planned out. 
and prepared so that when you no longer can take care of your family and when your home is in jeopardy, then you're going to understand what we're saying. Here's another problem right. that we have. Let me just say that. Here's another problem we have. And I can't say very much right now because I'm restrained. So I'm just going to say I, just enough to get you all to understand. Uh, for legal reason, I cannot say much about a lot of things. But I'm going to address this. The reason why we have a problem with the Baltimore Police Department is because there's not enough black and brown on the, the force. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Oh, wait, this, 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 last, this, this, last, this last recruiting, we had 10 officers, correct? That were sworn in. How many was us? Tony, we are being disenfranchised by white, brown, and black officers on the Beaumont Police Force, period. Period. It does not matter the color of your brotherhood, y'all. This is a fraternal order. Stop playing like y'all. Come on, this is a fraternal order. This is like Kappa, Kappa, Kappa. Come oh, on, man. yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. All right, I, so I, once yeah. they're inducted, they're in the group. It don't matter yeah, what color yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Once they're involved, they're involved, and they ride with their group. Man. That means they ride against you. You, ask, you go to you go to any 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 brother that's in a fraternal order, any sister that's in a sorority. I guarantee you, she'll never flip. He will never flip on his fraternity or. The, the affiliates, it's not going to ever happen. Uh -huh. And when our police chief told us at Antioch during the Not In My City platform that they had, it was also told to you then that I don't really give a damn because you will put somebody that was caught on video misusing their, their badge. You say that, oh no, it didn't, it never happened. You call me a lie. In 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 a black Baptist church, you call me a lie. Among people that I fellowship and I, I worship with, you call me a lie until I showed the YouTube video of our officers, whether it happened on his watch or not. But these were our officers that got caught on a video, and one of the officers that was in the video was on the proscenium. You have this individual out of sight, out of mind. And anybody know anything that goes on, if it's there consistently and then eventually I remove it, out of sight, out of mind. You don't see it no more. You don't, you don't pay it no attention. And that's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. You have police officers who are being brought up on, on charges against citizens. And I'm talking about police officers with a, a restraining order. I have never in my 41 years of living ever heard of somebody putting a restraining order on a peace officer. I'm going to say it again, a peace officer. Uh -huh. Not to mention that this police officer who is who has a restraining order still passes by the individual's house till this day. And if it's not him, he gets our tax dollar paid police officers to harass the same person that got a restraining order on him. That's misuse of power. That's what's going on out here. So we, it needs to be shaken up down at the police department. 
I don't even think it just needs to be shaken up because I don't think that shaking it up is going to help. I think that there needs to be some removal of people because ultimately the climate is such that these people think they have friends in the, our community and they have friends that once they talk to them that all, all is well because they didn't massage it over with certain people. So those certain people are going to keep the rest of us in check at the end of the day. I'm sorry, but that's just not going to work for me. Um, I'm interested in making sure that what we need, we get at all costs. I mean, and that's just me. I don't know what nobody else going to do, but that's how I'm rolling right now. Some people think that when they talk to certain people, oh, I talk to so-and-so, it's okay. Oh, I talk to such-and-such, it's going to be all right. No, that's not what we're going to do. That's not the way that we're going to do it. That's not acceptable anymore. To the people in Beaumont, Texas, the city of citizens of Beaumont, Texas, who have brown water, who's had a problem with the brown water, your brown water tub, your dishwasher water is brown, you had a problem with drainage and sewage here in Beaumont, Texas, join us on Tuesday because we've got James Ella and uh, Tricia Primo will be with us as our guests as we talk about the brown water problem we have in the city of Beaumont. Uh, it's going to be a great, some great information. We're going to be shared, and we'd like to have you back with us on Tuesdays at eight o'clock on Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Yeah. Um, but let's go back to the police department. I want, I want to have to throw that little part in there so we can let the folks yeah. know what's coming yeah. on Tuesday. But, 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 but let's go back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, maybe we should even begin to entertain the idea of maybe we need to reconstitute. The police department. Let's. I mean, and and, and and that puts it in a legal framework, but we need to redefine their role because I, I think what I, I I think we've put too much in law enforcement's hands. We haven't regulated what law enforcement officers, uh, what what sort of credentials they must have. And so when you don't have any of these predefined roles and predefined requirements, you get what we have. And so now it becomes either we 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 increase the requirements and, and say, look, we need to get rid of this or we need to redefine their roles. Yes, I agree. Um, Tony, do you want me to read this? Yes, read that. Read that. Uh, um, yeah, because post. I do have some things that I want to add to this. Um, three okay. days. This, this post is coming from uh, um, Nikki Nicole. Um, okay, it says three days. Do we actually know he went to jail that same day and night and not hidden somewhere before deciding to bring him in? I don't know. Maybe, perhaps. I think he went straight to jail, though, because... Now, this is just other information that I have. Jefferson County didn't want him. They wanted him to go to the hospital. They brought him to the hospital, released, mm. got a doctor to wow. release him from the hospital, brought him back to Jefferson County. Jefferson County did not take him again, and they brought him back to the hospital. Wow. So all of this was going on so, in the three days. Yeah. Um, wow. There could be a long range of questions. The arresting officer and the bookie may have a close friends and know how to taper the system in order for him to be seen in the hospital. If one, he came with no ID, he would be a Joe Doe until the identity had been proven. And if he would, if he would, and, and would not his surgery be covered under the county, et cetera, so many questions. 
Well, so no, he went to Jefferson County twice. Jefferson County said, hell no. On what Jefferson day County did he go said, to Hell Jefferson no, County. take him to the hospital. Something's wrong with him. So we know that happened over the three days. Now, how long was he here or there? That's the part I, I'm going to get down to the bottom of. But Jefferson County said, no, it's a no-go. Take him on to what, the hospital. On was the, the, the first time he was turned away, was that the first day? I don't have all that. I don't have all that information, but I will say this. Three days is a long time. And when yep. they arrest you, they ask you your name. He have been arrested previously, like all the rest of us have been arrested previously. When I say my name is LaDonna Sherwood, you can immediately go and pull up my my old ID, my old address, my mama address, who are my next to kin. Sometimes they even confuse me with my sister. You show your name, not Lucretia. No, my name is not Lucretia. My name is LaDonna. So, no, they can... You know, when he said my name is Christopher Shaw, I'm sure he wasn't inebriated to the point that he didn't know his name. They, When they pulled his name, they knew who he was. They knew where he lived. They knew all about him. So I don't know, but I will say this. It's unacceptable. It's not going down without some questioning. And we're going to alert everybody that we need to alert and keep calling and keep questioning and keep asking. And I hope tomorrow when I meet with him that my meeting goes well or we're going to have to have an emergency podcast because I'm bringing it straight to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live because, baby, this is where we get all our information. And we pride ourselves on keeping our hand on the pulse of this community and keeping you up to date on what is going on in and around Jefferson County. And we will not let you down. Amen. You are absolutely correct. You're, you're absolutely correct. We are a community forum that just wants everybody to be informed about what's going on in our area, in our community, in our city, in our county, uh, in Southeast Texas. And, um, and this has been great, guys. Uh, great show. I appreciate you guys coming forward. But we will be meeting with the Beaumont Police Department on tomorrow or Tuesday. What day is that, uh, LaDonna? Where it does say that at? No, no, I'm just at, no, no. When we, we, no, I'm meet. not, I don't know. They didn't accept my meeting. <laughs> right. I was about to say, if LaDonna got a meeting, not, they I'm, didn't I'm accept my meeting. Tony, what did you mean? Okay, I, I probably, maybe they will after they know that I'm going to meet with Chris Shaw tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe if they knew I was going to meet with Chris Shaw today, then they probably would have tried to meet with me tomorrow. But they don't got to meet with me. They don't have to meet with me at all. Yeah. They don't have to meet with me That's at all. When they God. see me again, they going to know. French Fugitive just posted up a, 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 a link to that uh, audio with, with the attorney asking for the body cam video and uh, for the injured man. They don't have to meet with me. So they don't have to meet with we're me. Getting, we're getting that. We, we, we dapped it up last Tuesday because the, uh, the local media wouldn't touch it. And after we dapped it up, and uh, I guess then they, they magically like, got a story going. But no, here's they the they got a story going on now. You know? They but, don't have to meet with me. They don't have mm -hmm. to meet with me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just trying to keep things together and be fair. But if they don't have to meet with me. The next time they see me, they hear from me, and they get a different LaDonna, then, then it's going to be something different. Then the narrative will change about who I am and right. what I represent. But I tried to reach out before, right? I sent some emails, right? right. I've been calling people, right? right? I've been texting people, right? I've been asking you nicely, right? Now the next go around when it don't look out when it when it look a little razzle dazzle then we know what the narrative will let, be. Let, 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 let me break that down what you're saying because you, let, let me let me help you with that. Go what ahead. She, what she's saying is 
that she has emailed every member of our council, our newly council, and she has not received a response from them. Legally, she's illegal. not going to. They so can't, they can't legally respond uh, on that. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. And I'm not right. going to say that I haven't heard from any of the council members either. I'm not going to say that. Mm -hmm. I am going to say that they said they would do what they could and they right. would look right. into They are aware right. of it. Right. right. But they are right. aware. Right. So. And the police chief, he is aware. Yes, he, he is aware. Well, chief is definitely aware. And okay. like LaDonna He's sitting said, there watching us now. Yeah. Right. Like LaDonna yeah. said, we've asked you on several different occasions through several different individuals, through several different city leaders. But when we when we show up, we ain't going to ask you to meet. When we show up and show mm -hmm. out, because I mean, like, I, and I do, I do apologize to our listeners and viewers for my few f bombs, but I'm aggravated about it. Y'all have to understand. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the amount of stories that I've gotten, the amount of testimony that I've gotten from my community, and it ranges from 11 years old, all the way up to 57 years old. You have 57 year old individuals who are still being ostracized and intimidated by local Beaumont police officers because of what they may have done, may have got caught up, or whatever. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think we've covered some of the bases that we want to talk about tonight. And Irma um, Lynn Thomas uh, just uh, made a comment saying we need a police review committee not an advisory board and i agree i truly agree that we do the a police review committee so i am going to i sent a letter to our council and um mayor uh about let's get together and have a sit down and let's talk about the police review committee bring uh, in what what well, well, well and tony i'm all for it tony mm -hmm. i'm all for it but again you can't fix anything that you're not measuring and if we're not asking for daily reports which by the way should be public records yes we shouldn't have to go looking and asking for questions if you want transparency and if you want us to accept the way that you're doing i remember time when hell it, on, on, on thursdays you could see every uh police report right. it was in the paper right you they listed it and so now why are we having to look for just some of the general things and i'm also asking them then what reports are you looking at what information are you getting you can't have accountability without asking just some of the general basic questions and their numbers you can't tell me you can tell me about how much crime is going up but you can't tell me how much you've mitigated or or, or where your deep or where your shortcomings are amen amen the police are not infallible if if every court if every entity has to restructure itself then I've not seen any restructuring. 
And that's what our city council can ask, even if they aren't going to do, even if they aren't going to provide those reports to the community, at least it should be a requirement and a demand that they do it to, to our city council. Frederick Douglass said power concedes nothing without a demand. It never has and yes. it never will. Yes. So until we start putting forth demands, this isn't going to change. And it's not enough to wait until things happen and say, oh, we no, do this and that and blah, blah, blah. That's why I said in the city council meeting recently, Beaumont as a whole has been too reactive. We've got to be proactive. We've got to get in the front of some of these challenges. One person cannot kill Beaumont and one person cannot build Beaumont, but we have to be found, everybody, rolling up our sleeves, putting in the work. It's a lot of work that needs to be done. We can do it, but we have to do it together. Together we can. We cannot do it alone. I can't be around town chasing every fire that's happening. We've got to have people that are willing to get in the trenches and do what it takes to make Beaumont better, period, across the board. That's infrastructure, that's roadways, that's policing, that's schools, that's everything. That's economic development. That's all across the board. Like, and I am so sick and tired of listening to people say this, 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 and this, and this, and that. And you can't find them when it's time to work. I've been literally yeah. working myself. I mean, let me say this. I, this one right here hits home for me because it's my friend. So I don't really care. It don't mm -hmm. even matter to me. This time right here, this time right here, we're gonna find out what happened. Cause that's my friend. And I don't care. I'm coming. I'm coming. I just hope the LaDonna that you get is the LaDonna that you think you're gonna get. We're gonna Thanks. come after them for uh, uh Mr. Gerard Charles as well. Uh so mm -hmm. we we're gonna we're gonna we're going to 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 dig in this and we're not gonna stop digging until we get to the bottom of this, okay? So we're going to come back again uh, later this uh, next month. And uh, I really want to thank the audience for staying with us all this time. We love you. We care about you. And we have had it all for the night. But again, Knowledge of Power Podcast Live is here to serve you, to give you the facts, give you what's going on in the community. It's, it's a God thing. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.